We are in Sefer Yishayahu, Perik Yutes, Pasuk Tesvav, Bayomahu Yemitzrayim Kanashim. So we are in the middle of a devastating prophecy by Yishayahu against Mitzrayim, against Egypt. We have seen that it involves the total dismantling of one of the most powerful nations on earth, starting with the destruction of their gods, their elilim, the destruction of their commercial centers, the dismersion of the political process in terms of civil wars breaking out, the destruction of their fishing industry, the destruction of their textile industry, and on and upward. And yet, we are told that this is metaphorical. This is symbolic. This never happened. If it happens, it is destined to happen in the Yemos HaMashiach, and we will see why very shortly. But we pick it up here in Tessan, where we're going to continue for two psukim more on the devastation that will be visited on Egypt. And then you are going to see a radical change, a 180 degree turn that feeds this assumption that we are dealing with the metaphorical, we are dealing with the messianic age. So test love. Bayomahu continues the Navi, Yemitzrayim Kenoshim. They will be like women. This is sort of meant not as a pejorative, but rather in battle. Women who are, you know, not able to fight wars. Uh, and it will tremble. Uh, they will tremble in absolute terror of the waving of hands. The Kodesh Baruch will be waving their hands over them. Which is way, it will be just terror inducing. Continues the Navi. Mitzrayim will be made, as we say, to tremble. Uh, by Yehuda, and what we're speaking about is that they will hear, because of the proximity of Yehuda and Mitzrayim, they will hear the miraculous victories against Sancheirev, and will very uh, astutely calculate that they're next. If they can do this to Sancheirev, uh, it will be certainly no problem to destroy Mitzrayim. Etc., they are terrified. Um, and as we say, they know they're next, they know Hashem has what's planned for them. The Kaddish Baruch Hu is planning a terrible, terrible destruction of Mitzrayim, and they know it. Now, you are going to see one of the most radical turns in the events described that absolutely leave you no choice if you can possibly reason with the um, logic here but to assume this has got to be symbolic, has to be metaphorical, has to be end of days. By Yomahu, in that day, 
יהיו חמש ערים בארץ מצרים, מדברוס רס כנען, ונשבוס להשם צבאוס, עיר החרס יאמר לאחס. So on that day, יהיו חמש ערים, there will be five cities בארץ מצרים. The number five is chosen, it does have very symbolic importance in the Egyptian mythology. Five is a number, it's considered magical. Five cities in Egypt, Medabros Svas Kenan, that will speak, Svas Kenan is the Egyptian term for Hebrew. They are going to speak Hebrew. Vinishbos Lashemtrot and swear loyalty to the Kodesh Baruchu. Ir Haheres Yeomar Leechos. They will, the Ir Haheres is, um, in its shot, means the city of Heres is the sun worshippers. That the city of sun worshippers will become, and it's a play on words, like a city of destruction. In other words, anyone who opposes the uh, change from idolatry to worshiping Hashem will be destroyed. Ubayomahu Hashem Eretz Mitzrayim. There will be an altar to the Kaddish Baruch in the center of Mitzrayim, Umatseva Eitzel Bula Hashem, and a monument on the borders of Egypt dedicated to the Kaddish Baruch What are we talking about here? So the Mepharshim say that, believe it or not, there were many troops of Egypt who were involved with Sancheir, who joined Sancheir's coalition to destroy uh, Jerusalem. And when they saw the miraculous events, they fled. They turned foot and fled back to Egypt and established the Jewish religion there in these five cities to begin with, and eventually in uh, the entire Egypt itself. There's a fascinating, fascinating Agadata in Menachos, Mesechtas Menachos, Dav Kuf Tes, that tells the story, it's a long story, and it's a very incredible story, about Shimon HaTzadik, who was the Kohen Gadol, had a son, Chanyo, who was going to be Kohen Gadol. He does something terrible, we're going to shorten it, that he just does something that the people turn against him and try to kill him. And he has to flee the land. And so what he does is he flees to Egypt. Um, what he did was he runs to Egypt and sets up a Mizbeach. Um, Halakla Alexandra Shalmitzrayim, he goes to Alexander, Ubana Shamizbeah. He builds an altar for Haleo Love Lashem Shamayim, and he brings offerings to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Thereby, and the Gemara says, it fulfills the promise of Abseah Shenemar, which we just learned, by Yehi, by Yom, Ahu, Yem, Mizbeah, Lashem, Betocha, Oretz. There will be a Mizbeah. Uh, and setting up a pillar and monument dedicated to Hashem near its borders. So now, continues the Gemara, when the Chachamim heard what he, did, uh, what he had done, that he had fled, 
um, they condemn it. They condemn it because you are not allowed to set up Mizbeach Chutz he has set up an alternative altar system. The Rambam goes on to say, do not say that he did a pagan religion. This isn't a pagan religion. He's doing this exactly to Allah. And he sets up this money. You're not allowed, true, you're not allowed to do korbanos. He did it. There are stories that uh, the Jewish historian Josephus tell stories how they've been covered in Egypt, certain cities of Egypt, replicas of the Beis Hamikdash. In other words, that there was a kind of importation of the entire Jewish religion into Egypt. So um, he does that. That is the thing that Chani says, but it continues. The Hayala Os Aid and the Egyptians continue to bear witness to the greatness of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. They cry out to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, those that may, that may oppress them. Kaddish Baruch Hu sends them a savior, Barov Vahatsilam. And saves them. The Noda Hashem le Mitzrayim, the Yodu Mitzrayim es Hashem Bayom Ahu, the Kodesh Farhu is known to Egypt. Egypt is saved by the Kodesh Farhu, the Ovad Zevahu, Mincha, the Nodu Nedel Hashem, Vishilemu. They set up Zvachim and Menachos to the Kodesh Farhu and sincere worship. And they make Nadorim vows, but more important, they fulfill every Neder they make. Now, there's a conflicting Nebuah in Zechariah that says that Egypt, to the contrary, was one of the only nations that don't repent after. Uh, so how do you reconcile the two? The next possible sort of reconciles. The Noga Hashem is Mitzrayim, then the Kodesh Baruch will strike Mitzrayim. Nogo Barapo, it will strike him and heal them. In other words, it gets them to do tshuva. The Shavuot Hashem, they return to the Kodesh Baruch Hu. The Netar Lohem Ubrafam, they are taken back and they are healed. So we see that there is just a, a total return to the Kaddish Baruchu. Bayom Mahu Tiyeh now comes the strangest part. Bayom Mahu Tiyeh Mesila Mi Mitzrayim Ashura Uba Ashur Mi Mitzrayim U Mitzrayim Ba Ashur Ba Abdu Mitzrayim Es Ashur. In that day, there will be a highway running between Ashur and Mitzrayim, who were centuries-old enemies. Uh, meaning there was peace, but Abdu Mitzrayim is Ashur, and Ashur would worship along with Mitzrayim, the ultimate of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kafdal continues, It will become, Shalisha means literally a third partner in this triumvirate of Ashur and Mitzrayim. Shalisha also can mean a Shalish, 
is the leader of the group. They will lead the strangest coalition ever assembled. Asher Berchu Hashem that worships the Kaddish Baruch Hu Lemor, and the Kaddish Baruch Hu will say, Baruch Ami Mitzrayim, blessed be my nation Mitzrayim, Umase Yadai, uh, Asher, and the creation of my hands, Asher, Benachlasi Yisrael, that my legacy, Israel. Notice the Kaddish Baruch Hu will bless this coalition, and um, it fulfills a prophecy in the Torah of the Abdu Mitzrayim will worship the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And this, of course, as we say, has to be totally metaphorical, totally unexplainable what happens. And I think it would be most appropriate to just conclude with the Rambam again. But let me read the entire paragraph to you. The Rambam in Hilchos Malachim, Parak Yudbeis, nearly the last paragraph in Mishnah Torah, the rest includes this business of Gog, Magog, and how you interpret these strange stories. Says the Rambam, all these stories, these um, prophecies like Gog, Magog, this one in um, your test, Lo yada adam you as we said, men will not know what will happen here until it happens. You can't tell. These are hidden things, even to the Nevi'im that prophesy them. The Chachamim, our sages, have no insight or understanding into these things. Rather, what is in the psukim, they read the pshat, as we should, but uh, they have no understanding at the moment of, of what they're talking about. It has nothing to do. It will give you nothing trying to fathom what we're saying as to your religion. It's not going to make you a better Jew. Ula Olam, continues the Rambam, do not waste time, immerse yourself in Agadotas, don't go into Medrash and, and interpretations on Marimbi in your name. Do not even bother. Do not make this a central point of your learning. It's not going to bring you to a greater love of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the lowly day hero, even to a greater fear of the Kaddish Baruch It's going to do nothing for you. Don't try to fathom the ending what is meant uh, in the end of days. That those who try and fathom what the end means, what's going to happen with this in the end of days, don't, don't even bother, they will be blown away. Wait, and believe in the general principles. 
So without sounding irreverent, what the Ramon is basically saying is here, yes, read it, but for the time being, don't try to understand it. I can't.